guys, welcome to the Take a Seat, Not a Side podcast with your hosts, Kelsey and Brian. This is the podcast where we ask you to take a seat, but not a side. Unless it's mine. No, mine. guys welcome back to the podcast i have three beers in front of me do you want to tell me why yes i do so first of all everyone should know we are recording on a saturday night but we'll be posting regular schedule but that's important to know because we are doing a super beer review mama needs some alcohol um i'm not a mom well i'm a mom of a dog and that's why i need the alcohol but anyways I had an idea to do like a flight style, another flight style, because we did one in that episode with JJ too. Um, so I picked out three beers for Brian that I think he would like, and he picked out three beers for me that he thinks I will like, and we are going to try all of them on the podcast. So by the end of this episode, if I'm slurring my words, <laughs> you know why. <laughs> I hope you are because we also have a quiz a quiz contest that we're doing against each other. Yes. So do you want to explain it or you want to do the beer review real quick? Let's get into the beer review and then we can go from there. Yay, beer. Okay. Do you want to start with your uh, Lakefront Brewery one since we both ended up with one from that brewery? Sure. They really should sponsor us. Come on, Lakefront. Sponsor us. We drink your beer all the time. What is this? This is called... Is this is called Ryan? <laughs> Does it say anything else? It's the My Turn series, Ryan. So it looks like... I wonder if this was a beer that was part of their contest that they did last year. Remember Piggly Wiggly had that sign where you could like submit your style of beer? But that wasn't for Lakefront. I wonder if Lakefront did a contest like that. I know that they do it where, like, the employees can name a beer because we were at a local restaurant that has a lot of beers um, on tap, and they had the employees at Lakefront there, and they were saying that every year an employee is selected and they get to name a beer. That's what this probably is. Well, this is, this is called Ryan. It's an imperial porter with coffee and coconuts. I picked it because I know that you really liked that one coconut beer. So I thought it was interesting that it was mixed with coconut and coffee. So I'm pouring ASMR. I can say that now too, right? ASMR. <laughs> yep. Oh my God. For anyone listening, we're saying ASMR, um, the letters. It's an acronym. ASMR. I have no idea what it stands for. But when, whenever Kelsey said it, I thought she was saying like some French saying. I think it's something to do with, obviously, it's something to do with, like, sounds and how they can be, like, soothing to the ears. Like me pouring this beer. Yeah, my pour was not very good, so I'm going to have to wait to try that. Oh, my gosh. Mine looks so good. So, Brian got me, I love fruity beers and ciders, and Brian got me the Raspberry Nimbus, 
It's raspberry and lime ale. And it's pink. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited. Brian, this one's a good one. While we wait, ASMR stands for Autonomous Sensory Meridian Response. And in short, that's listening to us eat or drink. Pretty much. My pour was terrible, too. Really foamy. This is going to be so good, I can already tell. Oh, by the way, we're pouring them into cups, kind of like a flight style, so that's what we're talking about when we say we're waiting for the foam to go down. This head on this porter is so thick. I don't know if it's going to go down. You see this? Oh my god, this is so good. I can't drink that yet. You're crushing it so far. No, here's the thing. Do you want to Do you really want to open the other ones right now or do you want to finish this first and then do the other ones? Yeah, we'll slowly go through the beer review. That'll be different. That's yeah. something different. Um, I'm going to go ahead and review mine because I already got a taste. I know you're waiting for yours to go down a little bit more, but it's really good. If you like sours, which I didn't even know sours were a thing until I started going to that restaurant that we just referred to. This restaurant I'm talking about has like a hundred beers on tap. So you really get to try a lot of different things. I'll mention the name of it. It's Mr. Brew's Tap House, but I don't think that they are like a nationwide place. I think they're local to just Wisconsin. I could be wrong though. Um, And they have sours. And if you like ciders or fruity beers, I definitely recommend trying a sour beer. And that's what this tastes like. It's got like that citrus from the lime, but the raspberry adds a little bit of sweetness. But not overly poweringly sweet, like not like a wine cooler, like your stomach's not going to hurt after two of these. Really good. Really good. I feel like Ryan has some friends in high places at Lakefront. I'm not impressed. This kind of has like a metallic taste to it. Oh, like a penny? Like a copper penny? Yeah, like a copper penny. That's good. Mine's just so easy to drink, but all the flavors are still coming through. Remember the coconut porter that I reviewed on the podcast a few weeks ago? Yeah, that's what it reminded me of when I read the title. That's what I was hoping this would taste like, mm. but it's nothing like it. I wonder if the coffee bitterness is what you're tasting. The The coconut doesn't come through at all. Oh. And I tried it out of the bottle before I tried it out of the cup, and I didn't like it then, but I didn't say it because I wanted to give it a fair shot. No, not a not a big fan. So I'm not doing well, and you are because I really like mine. I'll give it a 4.8. If you're not into sour beers or fruit beers, obviously you're not going to like this one. But for someone who does, and since we're going on personal opinion, I'm going to give mine a 7.7. is too high for this. I just had another drink. Let's drop it a notch. Let's go 3.8. I'm going to finish it, but I would never buy this myself. I don't think anything's ever topped that Cider Boys strawberry cider for me yet, but this is pretty good. Uh, while we drink these, let's get into the to the meat of the podcast, shall we? To the test. So this week, the challenge was Brian watched one of my all-time favorite movies, and I watched one of Brian's. And then, to test each other to see how much attention we paid, 
we each came up with quizzes. So one of my favorite movies is Pretty Woman. So I had Brian watch that, and I came up with 10 questions and a tiebreaker question for him. And then one of my favorite movies is Tombstone. So I came up with 10 questions about Tombstone for Kelsey, and then a tiebreaker question also. And since we like to bet on things, the winner of this challenge gets to pick the next movie we go see. And I'm thinking I'm going to choose Mortal Kombat. So there's a lot on the line for Kelsey because I know that she does not want to see that. Well, I have that leverage as well because I want to choose The Unholy, which was on my movie list of movies I was excited for. I think Mortal Kombat was on yours, right? Oh, sure was. And so uh, Brian probably (laughs) was not looking forward to going to see that either. So I guess we're even. We really made it fair. We didn't just now watch these movies um, because that wouldn't be fair, obviously. So it's been a little bit since we both watched our movie. We watched them at the same time to keep everything nice and fair. Um, So, yeah, let's do this. And we made a rule, no studying. So... Like, we weren't looking up each other's Wikipedias or anything like that. It was watch the movie, and let's see how many questions we can get. We made them um, not very easy, but we made a multiple choice. So you guys at home who haven't seen these movies in a while could play along, too. So to keep it less confusing, I'm going to go through my whole quiz, and then we'll go, and you'll go through your whole quiz. Does that make sense? Yep. All right. Are you ready to see how much you know about the classic movie, Pretty Woman? I feel good. I feel like this contest might not be close. And I was just talking to a listener of ours, Sarah Seabrook. She put her money on me. Well, what the heck, Sarah? That's not fair. You got a fan base over there? Number one, let's start with an easy one. What are the first names of the two main characters? Are they A, Edward and Victoria, B, Edward and Vivian, C, Philip and Vivian, or D, Edwin and Vivian? That would be B, Edward and Vivian. Yes. Now, I wasn't doubting your intelligence, but I just thought it was an interesting one to throw in there. I thought that was pretty easy. Are they all this easy? No, it gets harder. Two, what is the name of the hotel where Edward is staying? Oh, man. A, Regent Beverly Wilshire Hotel. B, the Beverly Hills Hotel. C, the Beverly Hilton, or D, Lux Rodeo Drive Hotel? I know it. I don't think I would have got it without the multiple choice, but I know it now. That is A, the Regent Beverly. You're doing really good, unfortunately. Okay. Number three. What type of car is Edward driving when he originally picks up Vivian? A, a Ferrari, 
B, a Porsche, C, a Lamborghini, or D, a Lotus? You're dancing. You better hope you don't get it wrong. It's definitely his assistant's car, and that would be the Lotus. I definitely did not say that it was Edward's car, so don't try to be all sassy over there with your facts, sir. I'm just saying, I know my stuff. I feel like I got this movie down. You are not going to get this many right on mine. So you're telling me that you made yours extremely difficult? I said medium. All right. Anyways. Number four. What is Edward's phobia? A. He's afraid of snakes. B. He's afraid of heights. C. He's afraid of horses. Or D. He's afraid of the dark. That would be B. He is afraid of heights. Uh, yep. And he overcomes them in the end. So romantic. That's 404 already, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 404. Go away. Five. What is the name of the hotel manager who warms up to Vivian? A. Bennington. B. Winston. C. Barney. D. William. This beer is so bad. Move on to another one. After you answer this question. It'll be our intermission. <sighs> All right. I don't want to be a quitter, but I guess... I guess I will. Um, That is the first one where I'm kind of guessing. But I think it was weird. So I'm going with A. Bennington. Er, it is C. Barney. Bernard, if you want to go formal, but. That's the guy that was like, didn't like Vivian at first, but liked her at the end. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Barney, really? He actually warms up to her pretty quickly. Helps her go shopping. Yeah, he's kind of, he's pretty nice. Like at first you kind of get like douche vibes from him, but you realize that he's just trying to run his business. And I think he warms up to Vivian a lot sooner than a douchey hotel manager would be expected to. Yeah. I think her whole thing is, though, like, she is not out there to ruin anyone's life. She's not out there to be a bad person. It's just more that people just judge her based on appearance. And I think he quickly realizes, like, she is just a good person who was maybe put in some bad circumstances. But no need to deep dive on <laughs> the hidden meaning of pretty woman, but... You want to try a different beer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's try a different beer. We're halfway through your quiz, right? Uh, yes, we're halfway. So this is a can that I've never seen in their selection before. It's called Kettle Logic. It's an amber ale out of Enlightened Brewing Company in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. There's a lot of microbreweries around here. And I'm still working on my first one, and I really like it, but I am going to open one just because you're opening one as well. And my next one, oh my gosh, I'm going to murder the name of this brewery, but this is why we post pictures on the Instagram and the Facebook, so you can go check that out. Um, but Sagatuck Brewing Company in Michigan. 
Cottonmouth Crusher Raspberry Sour Ale. So another fruit sour beer. Good one, Brian, because you know I love these. Ooh, alcohol 6%. Ooh. Uh-oh. <laughs> Wait, is this the goal? Get me drunk so I do terrible at your quiz? Oh, my gosh. I'm on to you. Says it is a tart and funky sour ale with raspberry overtones. This pour is even worse than the first one. Hey. It's in Douglas, Michigan, by the way. I was struggling to find the city on the can. Oh my God, look at that professional pour. I was just going to blame the cups, but if you got it to pour good, then I guess I'm going to blame myself. A little bit ahead on this one. Ooh, this one's more sour. This one tastes like a sour candy. But not overly sweet. It just like, like an airhead. It tastes like an airhead. No, I'm sorry, not an airhead. Um... What do they call They're like the hard candies. Laffy Taffy? Oh, uh, Jolly Rancher? No. Remember, like, all the people are like, they make the sour face. Oh, my gosh. It's going to drive me nuts. Sourheads? Sourheads. What an unoriginal name. No wonder I couldn't think of it. Unless you want to sponsor us. <laughs> this one's good. Once again, I don't know. Maybe I'm just easy to please. This one is more sour and less fruity, and it's kind of stronger in taste, which actually makes me like it more. So I think I'm going to give this one an 8.1. I do find it interesting, though. They're both raspberry-flavored beers, but this one doesn't have that lime in it, so I feel like it's not kind of adding a citrus tone, but I almost like it better because it doesn't. So 8.1. What did I say? 8.1? I'm going to go at 8.1. I can't believe you just compared it to Sour Heads and then said it's good. Some people really like sour beers. It's a type of beer, and it's a type of taste. Those candies sucked. I loved those candies. I mean, if you don't like sour beer and you don't like sour candy, then don't try this beer because it's exactly that. But I like it. I like this so much. Oh, my gosh. You don't like yours? Ugh. I went to drink this, and as I was drinking it, I inhaled the smell of it, and it almost made me gag. Oh, my gosh. You don't like any of the beers I picked out for you so far? It smells rotten. Come over here and smell this. No. Just come smell this. I know beer can go bad, but I don't think it can, like, spoils. I, I don't think it's that it's bad. I think it's it smells like bread, like baked bread. I'm not drinking that anymore either. That's. Oh, my gosh. Just crack open your third one. I'll wait for mine. That's one of the most unenjoyable is... beers I've drank in a long time. This is going really well. Can you not take this company? I feel really bad because they're a local beer and I just Sorry. I think it's disgusting. Well, I already have the picture. Sorry, guys. This might be for other people, but it's just not for me. 
before I go to the third beer, because I don't want to run out, I am going to go back to the lakefront Ryan because it's better and I feel like I can at least finish it. Boy, you ate a Walmart day-old chicken tender. But you won't drink that beer. You want to try it? You smelled it. How did it smell to you? I mean, you want to try it? Bring it over. Have fun editing this part. (laughs) She's going to say it. I know what she's going to say. She's going to say, oh, it's not that bad. It's not that bad. Just kidding. I haven't even tried it yet. You know what it tastes like? And it isn't that bad. It tastes like cream soda. Don't you think a little bit? No, I love cream soda. This is not cream soda. Okay, I'm going to have to disagree with Brian. I think this tastes like cream soda. I would drink a can of this. It tastes like a... Don't let Brian's opinion deter you because I know a lot of people like that matcha tea that you didn't like. I feel like it tastes like like an amber cream soda. That would be delicious. This does not taste like that. Well, I disagree with you. I feel like that's exactly what it tastes like. Take a scene out of side, guys. So I really don't think it's gross. I think you're being a little uh, over critical. Now, I don't really like Amber's that much, but I do like this one. And I know Brian and I are going to have totally different opinions on this. So I think we'll, this will be one of the first beers where we both have a score for it. But I'm going to give it like a six. Excuse me. <laughs> a 6.6, probably. I think it's good. Sorry, Brian. I love Amber Lagers, Kelsey. Boston Lager is an Amber Lager. River Westine, Amber Lager. Those are probably my two favorite beers out there. This ain't it. I'm still drinking it. People are just going to have to give it a shot and give their own opinion on it, and we'll see where it turns out. But in my opinion, I think it's pretty good. Now, the smell is a little off-putting, I feel like, when you first open it. But I feel like the taste isn't bad. So we're just going to agree to disagree on this one, I think. 0.2. Well, luckily we're not taking the average score. We're just posting both of them, so... Well, I'm going to give it a little higher than that because it's not matcha tea bad. I'm going to go 1.2. Alrighty, well, we are at completely different ends of the spectrum on this one then. <sighs> I'm really throwing off my game now. Where was I? I am I got four out of five? Yep, okay. Four out of five. So back to the game. In the opening scene, Vivian is wearing a white top with a skirt attached. What color is the skirt? Is it A, blue, B, white, C, black, or D, pink? That is blue. Yes. You looked a little troubled there for a second. I feel like the cover throws you off because on the cover, she's wearing a pink skirt. Interesting, right? Number seven. Wait, does she wear the outfit on the cover at all in the movie? I don't think so. Hmm. But I could be mistaken. I feel like the boots are the same, but... Number seven. 
What is the name of Vivian's roommate slash best friend? A. Katie. B. Violet. C. Kit. Or D. Kendall. C. Kit. Yes. Oh, man. <laughs> Let me take another drink because I'm going to lose. I tell you, I'll tell you what, if you do this well on my quiz, I will be very impressed. Well, that doesn't sound promising. Anyways, moving on. Number eight. How much money do Edward and Vivian finally agree upon for Vivian to stay the week? Is it A, $1,000, B, $5,000, C, $3,000, or D, $1,500? That is $3,000. I thought that one would get you. She would have stayed for two. He would have paid four. Would you pay 4000 for me? Crickets, crickets, crickets. Moving on, because my feelings are now hurt. I love how that's a romantic line. I would have paid for. I would have stayed for two. I would have paid for. I mean, like, the whole the whole vibe of the movie is kind of weird for a romance. <laughs> True. Okay, number nine. What song does Vivian sing in the hotel bathtub? Is it A, Kiss, B, 1999, C, Wild Thing, or D, Like a Virgin? Oh, I have no idea. Could you read them one more time? Yep. Do you need the question again? No. A, Kiss, B, 1999, C, Wild Thing, or D, Like a Virgin? C, Wild Thing. A kiss. How, how does that song go? I don't need your kiss. <laughs> yeah, I must have slept through that part. Number 10. And the last one. We'll come back to the bonus question if we need to. You did pretty good. Right now you have seven out of nine. Fill in this quote from Vivian to a saleswoman. Big mistake. Big. Blank. I have to go shopping now. Is it A, I'm rich now. B, massive. C, enormous. Or D, huge. I th I'm pretty sure I know this. Pretty sure it's D huge. It is. That one was tough. I could have it could have been massive too. But yeah, I I remember that one. I feel like it's a pretty well known scene, but when you kind of hear it that way, where it's like you just take a random section out of the middle of it, it gets a little uh, what is it? So Yeah, I think it's one of the cooler scenes of the movie, actually. It's like, haha, screw you. Yeah, as she's holding all of her shopping bags too, like, excuse me, bye. So 8 out of 10, not bad, hey? I have to tell you, I could have made this quiz a lot harder. 
I wanted to include more quotes, but I figured that's kind of hard. But I have a feeling that your quiz is about to kick my butt, which I'm not very happy about. But I did my best to study by watching the movie and paying attention. So What makes it hard for you is that Tombstone has a lot more characters. Pretty Woman has, what, like six characters that even have lines in the movie? Yeah, something close to that, I guess. Like, I could have asked you, like, even, like, what was the name of the horse at the horse race? But I didn't, because I'm a nice person. All right, I'm opening my last beer. It is Leiningkugel's Wisconsin Lager. And I can't believe I've ever tried this before. It is a another amber lager. And I don't feel like Leinies can mess this up. I'm still working on my first two beers because I actually like them, unlike Brian. Um, But I'll move on to my third one, and I will just um, drink all three at the same time, I guess. My third one is Terrapin Beer Company. Sorry if I messed that up. In Athens, Georgia. And it's the Luau Beer. Has passion fruit, orange, and guava IPA. We went to go buy these cans, and Brian was like, oh, no, it has a dent in it, but it's the only one. And I'm like, hey, if it sounds good, who cares if it has a dent in it? I'm zero for three on these pours. Oh, on the on the pours, not on liking them. Well, eh, kind of zero for three on liking them, too, I guess. How can you say Holy that? Holy cow, I messed up that pour. Look at this. It's all foam. Wow. <laughs> All right, while we wait for these to settle, let's get into my quiz. Are you ready? You focused? You may have messed up on this beer, but yes, let's wait for the foam to go down. All right, number one. What was the name of the guy who led the bad group of cowboys? Was it A, Ike Clanton? B, Johnny Ringo, C, Henry Hooker, or D, Bill Brocious? D. Curly Bill. D, yep, D. Now that's a tough question, though, because I feel like Bill and Johnny Ringo were kind of like partners, but I feel like Bill was known as the leader. All right, one for one. Number two. What is the nickname Johnny Ringo uses for Doc Holliday throughout the movie? A. Huckleberry. B. Lunger. C. Marshall. Or D. Hustler. I feel like that's a trick question because whenever that guy wants to like battle with someone or somebody else does, he'll always say, I'm your Huckleberry, but I don't think that's something that somebody else was nicknaming him. Can I get the other three options again? A. Huckleberry. B. Lunger. C. Marshall. And D. Hustler. D? Er. 
B, Lunger. Uh, I was between those two. I knew it wasn't Marshall, but... Ugh. Okay, moving on. What hurts for you is number three is a follow-up question. What disease is Doc Holliday suffering from? A, tuberculosis. B, lung cancer. C, measles. Or D, pneumonia. That's kind of BS because they don't really specify. They just say that he has, like, deteriorating lung tissue. (sighs) Well, they did tell him not to smoke, drink, or gamble. I'm going to go with A, though. Tuberculosis was, like, a big disease back then. Yeah, that's right. Is it really? It was, and I put this in quotes, it's the number two leading cause of death in, in 1900. You could have really screwed me with that one. He was sweating the whole movie, too. Oh, my gosh. Every time you saw him, you were like, he's near death. Yeah, so he had a lung disease, so he was coughing throughout the whole movie. Oh, interesting. I wonder if they knew how contagious it was. Oh, I'm uh, absolutely not. He's, like, hanging out with everybody. Whatever. All right, number four. We are introduced to two of Wyatt's friends, and they have the same first name. What is it? Johnny. B is Bill. C is Frank. And D is Jack. B? Really? That's hard. That's really hard. Turkey Creek Jack Johnson and Texas Jack Vermillion. Ugh. You meet them too early on, and then they're in his posse at the end when he goes back to get revenge. All right, all right. I originally wrote that question as, which state was White Earp's friend Jack Vermillion from? Would you have got Texas or Texas Jack? Probably not. I feel like my main focus was on trying to remember what was happening in the movie and then the main people, and unfortunately, not much else. All right, you're down but not out. Number five. What does Virgil Earp ban from Tombstone when he becomes sheriff? Or I should say marshal. A, alcohol. B, prostitution. C, guns, or D, gambling? I know, I know, I know, I know. C, guns. There you go. Down but not out. And I'll cheers you to that. And let's try this amber lager. He says, you can have your guns, but you just can't have them in town. Yeah, it's definitely better. Maybe it's just me tonight. I don't love it either. Um, I can't even describe it. Love this one. This one's very um I wanna say what would you say that remember that Saison beer or what was it called? Yeah. What how would you describe that beer? This is a beer from our college town, sorry. I don't know, but I was just telling Kelsey before we did this episode that we should take like a class on beer tasting because we like to do it so much. Oh, for sure. But, like, that's how I want to describe this beer. 
Like, I don't know if happy is the right word. Like, I thought it would be like a cider, but it's just like a fruity, happier beer. It's not bad by any means. It's just not my personal preference. I would probably give it a 5.8. Once again, it's not bad. It's just that the fruit isn't as pushed to the forefront as I feel like I would personally like. This tastes like a Budweiser or something. Like, not quite a light beer, but there's not much taste to it. I'm going to be honest. When I read Amber Lagers, I was expecting something that I would really like because of how much I like Boston Lager and River West. So maybe I'm being a little too harsh because I came in with high hopes, but I'm going to give this a 6.0. Quick, Kira. Grab data. Miller Lite out of the mini fridge. I really like my first two, so I just keep going back to those. But I don't hate this one. It's just not what I was seeking out. I thought it'd be more cidery, and it's more like a... Or even the orange flavor comes through a little bit, but just not as much as I would like. All right, number six. What building were they outside of for the big, famous gunfight? A... The Crystal Palace Saloon. B. The Tombstone Courthouse. C. The OK Corral. D. The Six Gun City Saloon. C. Yeah, did you know that? Yeah. How? Because the sign. There's a sign for it. Yeah, that's that's like a really famous, that's a real event. But that's not the one that they hung those people at at the end. That one was something else. I remember that one rhymed, but I don't remember what it was. It was something saloon and it rhymed, but. So if you go to Tombstone now, like it's a real town. You know, this is like based on real events. Where is it at? Tombstone, Arizona. Oh. They like reenact this stuff. You know, it's a big tourist town now because of all the movies and all the uh, history between or behind Wyatt Earp. Do you think that's where Tombstone pizzas were discovered? Asking for a friend. The friend is me. I have no idea. I love pizza. All right, number seven. Who was Johnny Ringo challenging to a gunfight when Doc Holliday intervened? A. Wyatt Earp. B. Virgil Earp. C. Morgan Earp. Or D. Marshall Fred White. Wyatt? Yes. Yay! I had three brothers to pick from. (laughs) You seemed a little unsure there. Doc Holliday is like the fighter of the group. You know how like every friend group has that guy that's just like always ready to get in a drunk fight? That's him. Like even though he's not the initial target, he's always like, I'll fight you. I'll fight you. I'll fight you. There's a quote at the end of the movie when Doc Holliday is, is really sick. And the person says to Doc, he says, Doc, why are you doing this still? Like, you're really sick. And Doc says, because Wyatt's my friend. And the guy says, well, heck, I got plenty of friends. And Doc says, I don't. I feel like, and we'll get to this when we review the movie, but, like, I feel like when I would watch it with you, for some reason he gave me, like, villain vibes. So I always thought he was one of the bad guys because I didn't pay enough attention to realize, like, he's actually, like, 
the bestest friend that he has, that Wyatt has, which is the main character. Like, he is like a ride or die. Like, doesn't question anything. It's kind of like his, like, his fighter. Like I said, like, he'll stand behind him, like, always ready to, like, jump in and take a bullet for him, pretty much. Not that he's really taking any bullets, you know what I mean? More like delivering them. All right, number eight. What reason does Wyatt give for not wanting to fight Johnny Ringo? A. Gunfights are illegal in Tombstone. B. He has a wife at home. C. He gave up that life when he retired. Or D. There's no money in it. C? Is it D? It's D. There's no money in it. Well, that already means I lose, but I'm fighting till the end. At the beginning of the movie, Wyatt says he's moving out to Tombstone to, like, get rich. So he's not going to get into a gunfight if he can't make money off of it. So, yep, you cannot pass me, but you want to try the last two? Yes, and we all know that having a wife didn't really matter to Wyatt. Now did it? (laughs) Number nine. Wait, there's a love story in that movie? Absolutely, if you want to call cheating a love story. I couldn't even tell you any of the female names in there. Like, it's a it's a Western. I was in it for the gunfights. It's like a notebook all over again. Anyways, number nine. Which of the following cowboys... No, you know what? Back to that point. It's like, I went to go see Godzilla a couple weeks ago, and I saw some people talking about it online. And they were complaining that there wasn't enough plot in it. It's like, dude, it's a monster movie. If you're going to see Kong vs. Godzilla and you're worried about plot, you're going to the wrong movie. Like, I don't care if there's even a single person in the movie. I don't care if there's a single line in the movie. I just want to see monsters fight. Plot or no plot. Which is exactly why you went and saw it with Colin, because I had no interest. My thing with Tombstone is it's kind of the same concept. Like, the love story portion, like I said, we'll get to this when we review it in the end. But the love story just didn't really make any sense. And it just felt like it was thrown in there just to have it thrown in there, pretty much. Anyways, let's finish this quiz. All right, number nine. Which of the following cowboys were not killed at the shootout at the OK Corral? And this is historical. Pretty sure it's a fact. A. Tom McClory. B. Frank McClory. C. Ike Clanton. Or D. Billy Clanton. C. Yep. I thought that one would confuse you. It's like he was like the most hateable character in that whole movie. I can't believe that he lived to the end. That's stupid. That's because Wyatt just kept letting him live. It's like Wyatt felt bad for the guy, but at some point, if this guy keeps trying to kill you, probably just move on. And spoiler alert, like if you haven't seen Tombstone, you probably don't even want to listen to this quiz because it's kind of ruining it for you. But Wyatt could have prevented so many situations if he had just killed the person when he had the chance. And justifiable, too, because everyone was kind of standing around being like, kill him, kill him, kill him. Like, when he kills the sweet old Marshall, 
when not sorry when not when Wyatt does, but when Billy kills him, like if he had just let those guys like kill Billy, like half of the other parts of the movie wouldn't have even happened. His brother probably would have been alive. Like, what the heck? All right, and number ten, and this is my favorite question. It's because part of what I love about Tombstone is Doc Holliday. He's one of my favorite movie characters of all time. Um, and part of that is because he's so quotable. He's got so many one-liners throughout the movie that are awesome. Just awesome. Bangers, as some would say. Bippity-boppity so, bangers. <laughs> so I'm going to read you the following quotes. And you have to pick out the one. That isn't said by Doc Holliday. Are you kidding me, Brian? Oh my gosh. I'm glad it doesn't come down to this one. Hey. I'm your Huckleberry. That's just my game. P. You're no Daisy. You're no Daisy at all. C. I have two guns. One for the each of you. D. Why, Johnny Ringo... You look like someone just walked over your grave. E. Maybe poker just isn't your game. I have an idea. Let's have a spelling contest. Okay. F. Are you kidding me, Brian? (laughs) F. (laughs) What are we going to get to? K? F. Skin that smoke waken and see what happens. Is it F? It's F. I was just going to say, he said all those other ones, I'm pretty sure. That's what I'm saying. Like, they're memorable. Like, you can picture every single scene from those quotes. Skin that smoke wagon and see what happens was Wyatt Earp to Johnny Tyler when he's got the shotgun in his hand. It's the only one I didn't remember, like, being said or some kind of, like, I thought you were going to pull a trick on me and, like, use the first part of a quote and then switch up the second part of it. But everything else I remembered except for that part, so... Aren't those all awesome quotes, though? Awesome parts of the movie? What was my score? That's what I'm more concerned about. You got. S- I know that we didn't tie, but... You got 7 out of 10. So... And you got 8 out of 10. I really... You have to admit, I didn't do nearly as bad as you anticipated. No, you did good. But I'm going to give you a chance at the bonus question first. And if you get it, I'll give you the point. So then I play for the win with your question. How's that sound? Sounds fair. As of right now, we're going to see Mortal Kombat. So, bonus question. Biography.com lists Wyatt Earp and John Henry, a.k.a. Doc Holliday, as two of their most iconic Wild West figures. Name four of the other eight. Give as many guesses as you want. Can you clarify this question? I'm very confused. So I'm supposed to name four other people, like four other actors that are known for Westerns? No, not actors. Wyatt Earp and Doc Holliday are real people from the Wild West in the 1800s. I'm asking you, who are four of the other eight most famous Wild West figures? Okay, your bonus question is so much harder than mine. These, you've heard of every one of these. I would say you've heard of six of eight of these at least. Are they in the the movie? No. They're not in the movie. 
they're not in the movie, but there's movies about probably every one of these people. I'm not going to get this, but I will give it a shot. I'm only making you name half, and these are... Half should be easy enough. Brian, I've never seen another Western except for this movie. Like, you're really... This is really hard. You're going to be like, what the heck? Is this even a bonus question when I read you my bonus question? Um... Texas Ranger? <laughs> you just guess Walker, Texas Ranger? Yeah. No, that's Chuck Norris's TV show. John Wayne? That's a better guess, but that's also uh, uh, not a real cowboy. That's a uh, Western actor. Morgan? His brother? You really, You really can't get any of these? I had so much fun filling this question out. Clint Eastwood? These are all actors. I know. I know. I know. Brian, I honestly don't know. This is a really hard bonus question. I think this is kind of BS. I'm going to take a drink while we let some listeners try to rattle off some Don't you want to just ask me, like, how they knew that they were cowboys? I can answer that question. I almost put red, that... red sashes. I almost put that in, but I thought it'd be too easy. It is easy, because I know it. I really don't know. All right, in no order. William McCarty Jr., a.k.a. Billy the Kid. Stupid. I have heard of his nickname, but I thought he was like a gangster. I didn't think he was a cowboy. So he was a gunslinger that moved out west as an orphan teen, and that's why they called him Billy the Kid. William F. Cody, a.k.a. Buffalo Bill. You've never heard the name Buffalo Bill before? I have, from the Hannibal Lecter movies. Not the same one, I have a feeling. By the way, I definitely, I was looking for the, the nicknames, but I'm just giving you the real names, too. So he was known for his Wild West tour, where uh, they would travel, and it was kind of like a like a circus, but like, Wild West stuff, like they do um, shooting tricks and stuff. Uh, this next one wasn't a cowboy, but they listed Davy Crockett. Seriously? You've heard the name Davy Crockett before, right? Yeah, but I didn't even know he was a cowboy. No, he, Well, he wasn't. This was the Wild West times, though. He was more of a hunter, frontiersman, politician. Okay, moving on. You guessed Walker, Texas Ranger. I don't want to hear it. Davy Crockett is a little bit more. It's I get he's not a cowboy, but he's a better guess than Walker, Texas Ranger. My brain literally went there and then it went to. Have you seen that movie where it's like a cartoon? And it's like the lizard. And he's like wearing like the cowboy hat. <laughs> That's where my brain went. That's how little I know about this topic. What are you drinking over there? All right. Then there's. Martha Jane Canary, and her AKA was Calamity Jane. She was a gunslinger that dressed like a man. Like, if you look at her picture, she looks like a dude. Um, but she w- toured with Buffalo Bill on the Wild West tour. For real, you thought I was gonna know that name? No, that was one of the hard ones. I didn't think you'd get that one. There's Wild Bill Hickok. Nothing. 
I'm so mad. So he was famous for his outlandish tales and how quick his draw was. So Wild Bill and Doc Holliday are two of the more, um, they're very famous for how quick they could pull their gun out and shoot. Annie Oakley? No, don't even say it like it's a possibility. Her AKA was Little Miss Sure Shot. She also toured with Buffalo Bill. Oh, obviously. How could I not know that? Okay, then these last two are super obvious. Actually, Billy the Kid was really obvious too. But these last two have movies about them. I'm going to let you think. They're very, very popular cowboys. If they are Wild West films, westerns, I'm not going to know their names. I did not watch westerns growing up. I don't watch them now. Robert Leroy Parker, better known as Butch Cassidy. You never heard of Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid? I've heard of him, but I'm not going to guess him. Okay, you can hear of something and not know it. That makes sense. Like, I could start naming off presidents to you, and, like, it could be, like, the weirdest president. You could be like, oh, I've heard that name, but I wouldn't guess it if you just told me to guess a president. Does that make sense? No, it makes sense. I'm just shocked that you have This is some BS. And the last one is literally in one of my favorite uh, country songs, Jesse James. I watched The Assassination of Jesse James, but it's a really long movie, so I really didn't pay much attention. So Jesse James was the head of the... um, the James Younger gang. The James Younger gang was known for robbing banks and trains. And so was um, the Wild Bunch. And Butch Cassidy was like the leader of the Wild Bunch. So those two kind of go hand in hand. Are you ready for my bonus question? You're going to be like, are you serious? I should have made you list every movie that Julia Roberts has ever been cast in. I could have got four out of eight of Julia Robert movies. I only I oh, no. only asked for four. I should have made you list every movie. I should have made you list the other movie that these two lead co-stars starred in together. Because this is such... Well, there's multiple ones, but such BS. Such BS. If you were listening to this and you think that my question was gettable... I know it's. I know it wasn't easy. It's a bonus question. I asked for four out of the eight of these. If you got four out of the eight, please tell us because. But I gave you an idea of what my bonus question was, and I told you it wasn't hard, and you screwed me with that bonus question, and you know it. I didn't think this. Was, I didn't think this was that hard. I thought it was challenging, but I thought it was. I mean, you can name some cowboys. I thought you can name some cowboys. Four, four, out of eight. Four isn't a lot. It's not a little. Jesse James, Butch Cassidy, Billy the Kid. These names should just roll off your tongue. Are you ready to feel like an asshole? This was your bonus question. In what year was Pretty Woman released? You can at least come up with a year. And I gave you multiple choice. I shouldn't have even given you multiple choice. I don't need multiple choice. (laughs) No, you know what? I'll give it to you because I'm a nice person. 
1990, B, 1988, C, 1991, or D, 1986? 1990. And you still got it, you rat. Cheers. B word. <laughs> I won't say it. I'm not even drink that beer. That beer sucks. I mean, it doesn't suck. It's just not good. I'm so mad. But you know what? My negativity towards you about the bonus question is not going to affect my movie review. I Okay, let's do something unique here, okay? And I don't know how this is going to sound, so we might have to cut this out. Think of somebody. I want to call somebody right now and ask them that same question and see if they can get any. Give me someone that you think would be a fair person to call. Part of me wants to say my mom because my mom doesn't watch movies. How about your dad? No, he'll know. I thought you said it was too hard. You better. Whatever, but they can't work as a team. Because I could have had a teammate too. Yes. Hello. Hello. All right, so Kelsey and I are doing quizzes on the movie Tombstone. And at the... At the end of the quiz, I am giving her a bonus question, and she says it's too hard. And it was meant to be hard. It was meant to be challenging. But I don't think it's as bad as she thinks. Mom, it was meant to be medium. Meant to be medium. Is it on the movie Tombstone? No, so the bonus question, I went, you'll see. So here's the question. And she says you can't get Gary's help. But if he knows it, he can nudge you, okay? He's in the other room anyway, so. All right. So biography.com lists Wyatt Earp and Doc Holliday as two of their iconic Wild West figures. So those are two characters in the movie. Oh, okay. Name four of the other ten. Or sorry, four of the other eight. So these these are like historic, iconic cowboys, basically. Kelsey guessed Walker, Texas Ranger. It was wrong. <laughs> that's a TV. That's a TV show. Yeah, I know. Um, oh gosh. Okay, wait a minute here. Some of these are very. Um, some of these the are. Lone Ranger. <laughs> wow, I see where she gets it from. Um, I don't know any cowboys. You've heard of some of these for sure. Kelsey, admit well, it. Tell her that she's heard I of heard these. I've heard them, yeah, but I mean, I could not guess them off the top of my head. What did I say? I said exactly that. I said I've heard the names, but I couldn't just say them. Yeah. Mom, I guess Clint Eastwood. He's an actor. <laughs> <laughs> but he plays a cowboy. <laughs> I don't know. And John, John, John Wayne. Wayne. She said John Wayne also. And then she said some lizard that wears a cowboy hat. Man. Uh, I, you're going to have to hear the answers on the podcast. I'm not giving you them. That's it's really wild. Hard. It is hard. Wait, is dad nearby? No, he's in the other room. Gabe wants to try. We're going to get one more person on the line here. And we're going to see if Gabe can get any. Mom, I Hi. love you. Thanks for not look, making me look stupid. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you, Kels. Man, Real quick. I, now, if I heard him, I'd go, oh, yeah, whatever. But Real quick, Mom, you want to know what mine was? What year did Pretty Woman come out? How easy is that? And she gave me multiple choice. 
And I gave him multiple choice. Oh, I'm the, I couldn't pull it out of the top of my head. I have a general idea, but. With multiple choice, you'd be able to get it. Yeah. Oh, cowboys, though. Ugh, right. Thanks, Mom. Got your back, Charles. Now I'm going to Google it. <laughs> Thanks, Mommy. All right. Maybe it was harder than I thought. Let's give Gabe a call here. And and we'll just see how this all turns out. If Gabe can't get any, then I'll admit that it's too hard. I feel like Gabe is going to get some. But Gabe isn't your typical person. He's a boy that probably grew up on these movies. That's not fair. What's up, Brian? Hi, Gabe. How are you doing? Good. But we have a little disagreement here. Okay. So... You got a baby. Georgiana will settle it for you. Hi, Georgiana. Baby. I bet she could do better than you did on this question, Kelsey. She's <laughs> what is she two? Uh, sixteen months. Yeah, I her answers would not be as bad as Kelsey's. Okay, so right. biography.com lists Wyatt Earp and Doc Holliday as two of their ten iconic Wild West figures. Name okay. name four of the other eight people on that list. As many guesses as you need. Just give me four. And these are like iconic cowboys or iconic people of the Wild, Wild West. Bill Hickok. Wild Bill Hickok is one of them. That's already better than Kelsey. Uh, Billy the Kid. There's two. Uh, Pat Garrett. So Pat Garrett isn't on the list, but that is, he was the sheriff back then. He, he doesn't count. Killed, he killed Billy the Kid, I think. Yep. According to whatever. Um. Oh, Gabe knows his stuff. Uh, those were my go-tos. I'm, I'm, uh... Oh, you know these other ones. I guarantee, I know, I know uh-uh, you Uh-uh, Brian. Uh-uh. Stop it. Uh, Jesse James. There's three. Um, how many was I supposed to get? Four? I need four, yeah. Tell Georgiana to stop helping. I got this. Kelsey told your daughter to quit helping. <laughs> Kelsey told your daughter to quit helping. <laughs> What you got, Georgiana? What you got for me? Kelsey guessed Walker, Texas Ranger. <laughs> That's solid. Um, what did my mom say? Am I allowed to ask my wife to help or no? No! Oh, you're scared of what Carmen knows? You go lay down, baby. Maybe, uh, she had... She had okay, she had... She's playing a video game. She's playing with some friends online, so... She wants no part of this. So you got three. Um, you got three of them. All right, let me. Uh, and I know you've heard of uh, da, 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 da. at least three of the other six. Okay. Um. You know. What Doc is he Holiday? the was, was that, biggest Western Holiday? fan? Already, so the dudes from the dudes from Tombstone are on there. Right? Yep, okay. White Earp and Doc Holiday are already on the list. Okay. Um. Trying to think of uh, I'm just okay. I'm gonna go to the kitchen. I'm not a I'm not a Western guy really, but um, it sounds like you know your stuff. It you got Pat Garrett. That was that was good. I I like the uh, Billy the Kid movies. Um, That's the thing. There's there's at least one other person on here has their own movie. Kelsey, I gave you these hints too. I don't want to see that face. 
Uh, and you can tell me if you give up. No, I don't want to give up yet. Um, uh, the guy that got shot with the aces and eights. Is that Bob Hancock? No. Uh, I, I don't know the story, so I can't confirm or deny. Okay, there's a guy playing poker that it's like they call it dead man's hand because he got swayed got shot with a pair of eights and a pair of aces. Um, I don't remember what the guy's name was though. Uh, man. Yeah, that was Wild Bill. That was Wild Bill Hickok. Okay. Um. Uh, Papoon. Not on the list. That was like the Alamo guy. That's probably not the Wild West, I guess. Ah, there's someone on the list that died at the Alamo. But this guy isn't a cowboy, so it's kind of, it's this one was iffy. Okay. Papoon wasn't the Alamo guy? There's another Alamo guy? Davy Crockett. Davy Crockett. There you go. Um, all right, I'll give up. So we got Butch Cassidy. Oh, Butch Cassidy was Sundance Kid. Yep. All right. Uh, Buffalo Bill. Oh, yeah. And then Davy Crockett and Calamity Jane and Annie Oakley. Okay. Those are, uh, I should have gotten another one at least. So maybe, um, maybe asking her for four was too hard. Maybe I should have asked her for two, maybe. But come on, Jesse James and Billy the Kid. How many did she get? Did she get anybody? No, she got zero. Her guesses were John Wayne, Walker, Texas Ranger, some lizard. What did your mom guess? I guess Clint Eastwood. <laughs> she guessed Clint Eastwood. But, all right. Thanks for playing. No, no problem. So you called two people. Depending on audio. You viewers heard both conversations, and neither of them could complete that answer. Okay, four was too hard, but you heard Gabe. He said himself, he's not a Western guy, and he still got three. Moving on, you won. Guess I'm going to see Mortal Kombat. Let's get some reviews. So, can I go first? Part of me wants to really give this movie a bad review just to spite you. But actually, when I had to watch it and actually pay a lot of attention, it was a pretty good movie. I think that the love story with Wyatt, like, emotionally cheating on his wife and then actually cheating on his wife, kind of unnecessary. Didn't really make a lot of sense, whatever. Kind of remind me of The Greatest Showman. Like, what was the point? Of having that little like kind of affair in there. Like what was the point? There was no point. And even the same way. She was like a traveling performer. That comes to town. And he like is infatuated with her. But like they don't. It just didn't make any sense. But. Also like Wyatt's character. Really not very likable. Which is kind of funny. So he's played by uh, Kurt Russell. And Kurt Russell's son is playing um, the quote-unquote new Captain America in um, Falcon Winter Soldier, which nobody really likes that character, so it's just kind of funny. But, like, 
his character kind of irritated me like so many times. It's like, take some action, take some action, take some action. Like, I feel like I'm begging him to do something. Like, his brother is doing something, which, by the way, does Sam Elliott, like, not age? Because in this movie, he looks like the same person that he looked like in um, A Star is Born. He's in A Star is Born with Lady Gaga and Bradley Cooper, and he literally looks the same. Like, that's crazy to me. But regardless, like, his brothers are taking action, and he's just like, oh, I'm not in that business anymore. I'm just going to deal poker. Like, it's so frustrating. But it was a pretty good movie. It was enjoyable. I didn't feel like it dragged on at any point. I was able to keep attention to it. Um, It's just those couple of things were, like, frustrating. And I really liked the Doc Holliday character. I feel like when I wasn't paying much attention, for some reason I thought he was a villain. And, like, I just was like, oh, we're supposed to hate this person. But, like, when you actually watch the movie, like, he is the best person in the movie. Like, honestly. I mean, it's sad that he dies from a disease, of all things, instead of, like, a shootout. But it's almost, like, iconic, too, because when you thought he was going to die, he actually comes back and does something really epic. So it's, like, I don't know. It's interesting. It was it was good. I liked the movie. So I think the movie does a good job at... um kind of painting Doc Holliday as an elite gunfighter because he was. So the, the, I think the story is supposed to show that Doc Holliday maybe wasn't the greatest person before all of this and that this is kind of his reckoning. Like now he's a good guy or that's, that's why he gives the villainy vibes because he is not your typical hero. Does he have like his own movie? Uh, yeah, I'm sure there's I'm sure there's some out there. Interesting. But no no casting or no movie is gonna do it justice the way that Val Kilmer did in this. Like that was perfect. I haven't even watched any one. I won't watch another Doc Holiday movie, I don't think. May- maybe. I just don't want it to ruin the character that I know as Doc Holiday. I can get that because I feel like the actor did really well, but I feel like it would be interesting to see a different perspective of his history and his backstory. But no, I will own up to it and say that I enjoyed it. I don't think I would watch it as many times as you watch it, but I can see why you do because you watch it for these those iconic moments. The lead character was not my favorite person. Like I said, I feel like he had a lot of flaws. Um, but overall it was a good movie. So when I was coming up with my quiz, I actually found out that the cast, which I already knew was loaded, was even more loaded than I thought. So I knew that Kurt Russell, Val Kilmer, Sam Elliott, and Bill Paxton were in it. We talked about this on our live the other day. But did you know that Billy Bob Thornton is in it? And there was someone else. There was someone else that I was going to point out. And now I can't think of who it is. And I have to do a quick Google because. Did you know? You're going to say it? Charlton Heston was in it. Okay, that's not who it was that I was thinking of. So Billy Bob Thornton is in it. He is just a random guy that tries to pull. Well, he's Johnny Tyler. So he tries to pull the gun, the shotgun on Wyatt Earp. Just a couple small scenes. Charleston Heston plays Henry Hooker. 
He is also just a very uh, minor character, but crazy that they got him in the movie. Billy Zane. He's in Titanic. He plays Rose's, like, douchey, rich fiancé. And he plays the traveling actor in the movie. Interesting. I didn't pick that one out. I did pick out another, you know, C-list actor. Um, what's his name? He's the guy that play plays Rowdy Burns in Days of Thunder. If any of you guys have seen the Tom Cruise racing movie. Um, what's his name? He's also in Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm not sure. Uh, Michael Rooker. If you saw him, you'd you'd probably realize who he is. Um, Harry Carey Jr. I don't know if that's Harry, the Harry Carey's son. I just looked that up, and it, that's not his dad, but I don't know. Obviously, the name had to come from somewhere, so maybe a, his grandfather, possibly? Yeah, so regardless, loaded cast. Um, I'm sure anyone that has made it this far to the podcast has either seen it already and anyone who hasn't has probably turned us off. But if you're still listening and haven't seen it, take it from Kelsey. Worth a watch. Pretty woman, on the other hand. Okay. I was going to say, this is the part where you give compliments to one of my favorite movies. Your favorite Disney movies are movies that don't feature a damsel. Is that the word damsel? Damsel in distress? Yeah. This entire movie is that concept. No, it is not. It is, though. He is paying for her to get off the streets. It makes her way too reliant on him. And I feel like the movie's a bit rapey. I don't feel like she relies on him. Like, if he didn't want to spend a week or the rest of his life with her, she would be fine. I mean, she would go back to doing work on the streets but she would be fine she doesn't need him to rescue her necessarily maybe not by the end of the movie but that's completely the vibe that they went with early on is that richard Gere is this amazing person that saves her from what being a hooker was, what she was trying to say is if she wants romance she wants romance which yes is a little much to ask for considering you're being paid to be with somebody. I get that. But I think that she had thought that they had got to the point where in their relationship where he wasn't going to treat her like a prostitute anymore. And maybe that's just her being too um naive. Naive. Yeah, to think that he wasn't going to treat her that way, but he was almost seeking a relationship that was similar to a prostitute. So I think it was a lot for him to overcome too. He wanted someone that was going to be there for social events and stand by his side, but he didn't want to have to constantly be around. So I think it's about compromise too. And in the end, even she was like, I've learned that I don't want to be treated like a prostitute, even in a regular relationship. I, for one, am shocked. Look, some movies you just watch for the entertainment. 
And this movie is full of entertainment. I can get that it's like a feel-good movie. I don't think it's that good. Most feel-good movies are not your Oscar-winning. However, that's ironic because I think this one did win an Oscar for something. I think she may have won an Oscar. I'm not sure. Regardless, most of your favorite movies are cult classics. This is a cult classic. You know, she did a really good job acting. I think he did a fine good. I think he did a fine job acting too. It's just the whole, the whole thesis of the movie is just a little off to me. I mean, but that's not an original thought on this film. I mean, I feel like that has been an ongoing comment in pop culture referring to this film is that it's about a prostitute falling in love with a businessman. Obviously, that's a little out there. I'm not going to say the movie was as bad as the second beer I tasted, but I probably wouldn't seek it out just like you wouldn't seek out Tombstone. I didn't say I wouldn't seek out Tombstone. I said I wouldn't watch it at every given moment like you do. Real quick, just to see, who has the higher IMDb rating? I'm just curious. Not that IMDb means anything. 7.8 on IMDb for Tombstone. 74% on Rotten Tomatoes. 50% on Metacritic. Ooh, they're pretty close. Pretty Woman. 7 on IMDb. 64% on Rotten Tomatoes, but 51% on Metacritic. And I'm sorry, I don't think she won an Oscar. She won a Golden Globe. A Kids' Choice Award. <laughs> she won a Kids' Choice Award for this movie? Okay, Kids' Choice Award for favorite movie actress Julia Roberts but they put it underneath awards for this film come on okay we are going to wrap this up thanks for hanging in there with us we are going to try to go live again this Wednesday we will try to be on time this time we had a whole fiasco with places not wanting to sell us chicken tenders last time so Chicken we finger will, fiasco. So we will do better this time, I promise. So we'll see you guys then. Um, Thank you for listening. As always, real quick, we are so close to 1,000 downloads, and I never thought we'd be to that point. So if you're getting caught up with our episodes, um, I know it's a lot, but we really appreciate you all listening. Um, and we will talk to you Wednesday on live, and we'll see you next week for the podcast.